Welcome to another episode of Your Health Simplified. Today is a bonus episode where I sit down with Lindley Wood. Lindley describes herself as a fat anti-diet advocate from Columbus, Ohio. In her role, she helps people overcome the myths of dieting and to be positive in the body they are in. Such great work Lindley is doing over in her space. Her previous work includes being a coach inspirator for Building Better Humans, which is how her and I connected a few years ago. She also has many years of experience as a middle school English and reading teacher. She still lives in Columbus with her husband and four children. Buckle up. This is a fabulous episode where Lindley and I just have a great time talking about living life in bigger bodies. Some of the topics that we discuss are, you know, how do you find a trainer or a coach for whatever specific reason? We talk about um, diet culture and how celebrities are kind of defining this world that we live in and what our body should and shouldn't look like, how they should and shouldn't feel. Um, She talks a little bit about her past. I talk a little bit about mine. There's just a lot. There's a lot in there. So come sit down. And be prepared to have fun. It's a fun episode. See you on the other side. (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm here with Lindley Wood. Quick little background. Uh, She invited me on her podcast a couple years ago. Since then, we have stayed connected. And she has sent a few clients my way. So without further ado, Lindley, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself from your end? You bet. Um, I actually saw you online. I don't know if you remember this story, but like I saw you online. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize there could be adaptations for exercises for people in larger bodies, right? Like it was the coolest thing. And so I reached out to you and we got to talk and that's awesome. Um, And my clients love you because you're incredible. So there you go. Um, So that's why I keep recommending you. What do (laughs) I do? I know, right? Um, Basically what I like to say about what I do is that I help mostly women and definitely people raised as women um, in this culture, break up with diet culture and live the life that they were meant to live. We spend so much of our days um, focusing on what we're eating, how many calories, how many points does it have this is, you know, like all of those things when, oh my goodness, like we should be doing other amazing work with our lives, whatever we choose to do. Right. Um, I'm not judging anyone for whatever decisions they make. You can do whatever you want to do, but like, I want you to have the space to do that. Um, So that's what I do. And I do that through lots of different kinds of things like body image groups and um, one-on-one coaching, which is my favorite way to work with people. And then I also offer book club, which is so much fun. And I love chatting with people about books that we're reading that are, you know, smashing diet culture. So that's a little about yeah, that. Awesome. Yeah. So Lindley's amazing. I, we, like I said, we've stayed connected, um, just to her, your perspective on how to talk to women about eating. Um, first off, I'm going to say that what people have a different idea of what diet culture is. And I'd like to define it as when you feel like you have to shrink your body or do X, Y, Z to find worth in yourself. 
because there are people out there that will um, maybe like need to lose a little bit of weight for health purposes. I'm not touching on that. I'm not a doctor, so I don't get to speak on that, but that right. doesn't change your worth. Like even if you are sick, you're still worthy. So um, would you kind of agree with that concept is that diet culture is all about making you smaller so that you can be a worthy human being? Yes. I always say manipulate. Like if you feel the need to manipulate your body intentionally, um, and I love the addition of for adding your worth, right? Like the reality is your worth never changes wherever you are on the scale right now. That being said, there are different experiences for people in smaller bodies and people in larger bodies. I personally do use the word fat. I don't know if you've talked about that on your, on your show, but like I do own and use that word for myself as a way to reclaim it and, you know, have the power back in my, you know, quit making it such a derogatory word because I mean, fat is just, it's actual, it's, it's physical, right? Fat is physical. It's not a worthy word. It's not, I'm fat. Therefore I'm nothing. It's just my body has extra fat on it because it does. Yeah, I everybody, say it's a everybody has fat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, and you can definitely tell I have more fat than than the average bear, and that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. Um, and that, like you, you started to touch on this too. There's so many reasons for that, right? Like um, one of the things I talk about with clients is the more that you cycle through the diet, binge, yo-yo, you know, phenomenon that we call life, um, the less your metabolism works. Right. I mean, because it's like, hey, she's going to starve me. So I'm going to hold on to all of this. Right. So when I look at my body, I know that it is the result of all of those things. And at this point, I'm totally cool with it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's the other thing is, is diet culture doesn't allow the diversity of bodies to exist in this world. Mm -hmm. And there are people that live in extremely large bodies who are a hundred percent okay with it. We need to leave those people alone, right? Like there's no reason anybody needs to come at them They're If they're, if they're working with a healthcare provider and they've got no issues, or even if they do have issues, that's not me, even as a personal trainer to go to them and say, Hey, let me help you. Mm. That's not how I work. And that's not my morals as a personal trainer. It's all about allowing people to exist however they want to. And then those that are seeking help or want the extra education or whatever, letting them have a safe space to come where they can come at any size and in any form. Right. And that is so beautiful because I think we, in this, in this country, especially think about how health is like some moral, you know, like you have to do it. It's, it's imperative. Right. And that's BS in my opinion, like you need to follow how, what you feel, right? Like I spent so long pursuing quote unquote health with diet culture that I had to literally take a step back from pursuing actual health after I left it because I was so scarred, right? And and I look now from the perspective of health promoting behaviors. What can I add in? Because I do choose to pursue health. Again, no one has to, but what can I add in instead of take away to add more you know, goodness and joy and all those things to my life. That's, that's the perspective I like to take on it. Yeah. Which is why we work so well together. Why (laughs) we have the same client base, right? Because I don't ever ask my clients to take away anything. Like you should not have to give up your Netflix time in order to work out. Like there's a way to make it all possible if you want to. Um, and you're right. Like here in America, we make pursuing health all about morality and, Mm. and, I'll tell you, I'm working on a podcast episode right now, um, all about like, how do you exist in a household with I'm pursuing health? And my husband is like, peace out. 
Mm. Like you do you, I'm not going to, right? And so it's like, as someone who pursues health, I used to then be super, super derogatory towards people that aren't. I'm like, how could you not? Like, oh my gosh, I lost the weight. How could you not do it? But I didn't see it because you're coming from a place of hating yourself. So you assume that everybody who's not in the ideal body hates their body too. Right. It's not until people can start to step into, wow, health is not a size. It absolutely is how I feel about my body, what I'm doing to my body, like all of those things and how it makes you feel that I could be like, oh, my husband is cool with his energy drinks and his mini mart food. Do you boo? Like, <laughs> that's fine. You know what I mean? food. I love it. Yes. Yes. And it's cool. And you can totally, like you said, but that there can be some challenges. Another experience that I have with my clients is the other way. So for example, if you have broken up with diet culture and are choosing to pursue health, but you have someone who is deeply embedded in diet culture, that can also be very, very difficult. Um, And I probably speak to that with people at least twice a week, you know, just having that come up so often because we do, we, we have this idea that like, we're going to say, oh, I've done this. And so you should join me on this, you know, ridiculous diet to do this. And it's just, it's really disheartening when you see it from this side. Correct. So. But you have to go through it. I feel wow. like you really have to go through it and kind of almost, you know, we use rock bottom with, uh, you know, people who have addictions, but you almost have to hit the rock bottom of the diet culture to find, like for me, it was my hormonal imbalance and realizing that I could no longer work out. I was doing all of the things I was trying to eat healthy. I was, you know, working out consistently. I was doing all the things that my body was like, I can't, I can't do this. What I can't do this anymore. And that's where I had to go before I like could take a step back totally swung the other way, which we know diet culture makes most women do yep. you regain all of the weight, If not more, I was the, if not more person, yep. um, dark depression. And then it was like a light bulb went off. Like this is not health. This cannot right. keep happening. I've done this for, you know, 20 years. This is not okay. Um, but it's really hard to talk to people who aren't there yet. Yes. Yes. And I think you have to, <laughs> Again, we just because this is not a diet, you know, you go to the anti-diet world and then you sort of feel that same, like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everyone, right? No, (laughs) like I leave it to you and me, like the people who are out there doing this work to do that. And I think it's a matter of, you have to figure it out for yourself. How do I incorporate this into my life? And what are the parts I'm comfortable with? What are the parts I'm not comfortable with? Right. But I think there's a lot of power to be said and just like, it's everywhere and you will see it everywhere. I say it's like the matrix. I don't know if we've talked about this before and that could really date me on the, on the age of the movie. So don't judge, but uh, the movie, <laughs> the movie, everyone's trapped inside this, this program, this computer program, and they don't realize it. It's like this simulation. So the main character goes through and is pulled from the simulation, right. And lives then in the real world, quote unquote. Right. So I always explain that that process, I mean, in the movie, it's a really difficult process. Like he almost dies while doing that. Right. But once you're out, it's completely obvious. All of the things. So obvious. Yeah. You're like, what, where did that come from? But yes, once you're out, it's totally obvious. You see it everywhere. Um, and there are still some people like in the movie, um, there's a character that wants to get back in so badly that he betrays the main character to get back in and have that 
you know, illusion perpetuated for himself continually. He wants to taste steak, right? And so there's this, there's a whole different vibe of someone who's like, yeah, no, I want to go back in. And there are days I think everybody goes through that, especially in the beginning. Um, just let me go back to what I was thinking before. It's not really comfortable. Um, yeah, but there's a lot to do. No, yeah. And I'm like, I've, you know, tell my clients this, I'm on the other side, you know, I'm looking in like, and I can see all of it. And there are still days when I find myself being like, oh, you know, I could go back on the keto diet and I could lose probably 40 pounds in the next couple of months. And then I might, and I'm like, what am I saying to myself? Like, I already know, but it's because we are, especially with social media, we are shown skinny 24 seven. We are shown quick fixes 24 seven. We are constantly being told that we have to do something different in order to feel better in our bodies. Yes. I mean, if you do not feel good in your body now, there has to be, there's changes that need to be made, but the individual has to be in control of that. It doesn't have to be less food. It doesn't have to be strenuous exercise. Like the smallest of shifts can make a person feel so much more empowered and feel like they're finally in control of their body, which is what most of us are seeking anyways, as at least what I found, it was never that I necessarily needed to be smaller to feel worthy, but I felt so out of control because I didn't know what to do. I felt lost because every time I went to do this, which everyone told me was right, it just didn't work. It didn't feel right. And it, and it made me feel worse every time I went back there and tried to grab that thing that wasn't working. Yes. Oh, that's such a, that's a perfect example and explanation of how it, how it does make you work. And really the true, the true bottom line is that this is all because people are trying to sell something, right? If we look at this factually, if you look at the diet industry, the diet industry would not exist if diets worked, right? This is that example of like capitalism gone bananas, right? Just like creating problems that didn't exist. It does not matter what I did or did not eat. I will never look like, uh, I, I can't even come up with someone, but like a supermodel, like that size, right? Like it's just never, it would not be physically possible. Um, and in some of I my- I didn't races- look like that when I was 110 pounds and like 7% body fat. Sorry, I still had boobs in a butt. I, I don't didn't know look like that people. when I was six years old. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like it just was not physically possible for me. Um, and that's okay, right? And that's the part that, you know, I want to continue to remind people, you know, all bodies are good bodies. And even in my smaller days, right? I definitely felt like my body was not okay. And that's the part that I think people get twisted on because we look at these old pictures and we say, oh my gosh, look, I was like, why didn't I think I was skinny then? Right. Oh, I do that all the time, especially this time of year. Cause this is when I was doing my marathon training five years ago. So so that was my smallest and my fittest, right? Like you can't run a marathon and not actually have some kind of superior physical health. It's like almost impossible. And I was not healthy doing it, but I was I couldn't run a marathon now, but anyway, so here I am and they come up and I'm like, I still thought my thighs were too fat. I thought everything was too jiggly. I'm like, you you were a size four tiff. Like, how did you, where were you going? You were a size five in high school when you were wrestling and in the, literally the best shape of my life. You're a size four. I thought you were too fat. Like, when was it, what would have been enough? Nothing would have been enough, right? Like, but you don't know that until you're on the other side. Like when you're in it, it's, I'm losing all this weight. This is so great, but there's going to come to a time where you are not going to lose any more weight without being severely sick. 
but it never clicks. It will right. never click that you are, you are enough because what you're doing isn't for your health. It's all for your, I don't know how, like mental, like it's a, it's a mental thing. It's it not is. an actual true physical health thing. Right. It is, but we've been told that it is a true. So I think that's where your brain sort of gets really rewired into thinking that like, no, this is what I have to do. And that, that's a perfect example of it's never been about our bodies, right? It's never been about our bodies. It's 95% in our heads. Now, with that being said, latest research says that 80% of people in this country raised as female, um, feel insecure in their bodies, 80%, right? So when you're in a, I mean, that is a lot of people. And let me be super clear. If those women could stop worrying about that and start worrying about some other things, like we'd be in a, <laughs> like, right. I mean, truly though, they have us exactly where they want us. And that is, you know, part of our making, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I think that I, it's so important for me and, and it proves the point of how pivotal it can be when you spend your time doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I always used to joke. I didn't have hobbies. Right. Like, I mean, that's what I said. I, I don't, I don't have hobbies. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. I have hobbies. I just, my hobby that I had was like worrying about my weight, worrying about my food, like organizing the food, picking what me like always. Right. And when, so when that part is gone. Yeah. It's always, um, a thought like I can't eat that. I can't eat that. You go to the grocery store. Oh my gosh. That looks so good. Oh, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Um, and the, and the sad part is, and what I didn't realize, um, until of course, again, on the other side, um, <laughs> is how much my kids were picking up on it. And mm-hmm. here I was thinking I was teaching them the most healthiest thing ever. Right. But when I was on the other side and they're still like, Oh mom, what do you think is a healthier, this candy or this? And I'm like, what do you mean? What's healthier? Like it all just, you know, it's, it, oh my gosh. And they're like, well, remember when you said, ah, forget it, you know, kind of like, oh my gosh, because you don't realize that they're picking up on every little thing. And Mm -hmm. well, I do think it's important for people to be able to read a food label and know what is in their food. And, um, at some point, if you're not comfortable in your body, again, if you're fully living life and you're happy, it's okay. I'm not saying that this is you, but there are people that are uncomfortable in their body. Then you kind of have to know what you're putting in your body to figure out what's going to make you physically feel more comfortable. Um, so reading a food label is a great tool to have in your toolbox, but not to a good food versus a bad food, not to, to compare the, the value of food for your worthy, for your worthiness. Um, it's all about saying, Oh, guess what? This has this ingredient and I know it don't make me feel good. So nope, putting it back on the shelf. That's huge. I, I love that you just said that, like, that is the part you can't even get to when you're in diet culture right? Like this food does not make my body feel good. I couldn't have told you, Tiffany, anything that made my body feel good or didn't, right? Because I just thought I don't sleep well. I just thought, yeah. (laughs) What makes me skinnier versus what makes me the weight, the scale look different in the morning. If the scale went up, what did I eat yesterday? Girl, you probably just have to go poop. Like stop it. Right. So nobody tells us that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being on the keto diet and I stopped going to the bathroom every day. Now, now that I know, like actually having Very a bowel every day is yep. a sign of healthiness, right? Yes. So you should be having it at, every day, but I wasn't. And someone told me, oh, it's because, uh, your body is just, u- it's a low elimination diet because all of your body is just using the nutrients that you're giving it. 
Stop and it. I believe them. I know. Like, they're like, that's why you aren't going to the bathroom because you're, you're giving your body exactly what it needs. And now it can absorb everything and it's using it and you don't have to go poop. And I believed it. And I, I shouldn't have, I worked in the hospital. Like people have, we asked it, did <laughs> you know. go poop today? Because right. that's a sign of a normal functioning body. Right. Regardless of size. We asked the 80 year olds, we asked 20 year olds, like everybody had to go poop. Everybody's um, poops. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Right. But then it's like, but, but on this diet, you don't, and that's healthy. And when you're in the middle of it, because you're losing weight yes. and people are saying, oh my God, you look so amazing. Yep. What are you doing? Whatever. You're like, I'm not going to, ignore. I'm going to ignore that little red siren that's going off in my head. Like, is it true? But is it really, it's gotta be true because I'm losing weight and you just carry on. That is why they can sell things to us because the people delivering it are so, so passionate about it yes. and they make us want to believe that it's true mm-hmm. and they're really, really good at it. And also the people that are selling us this usually have a body that we find more desirable <laughs> than the body that we're living in now. Exactly. Because- and they didn't use the product, right? And that's the part that's so infuriating. It's like, yeah, you're doing this because Kim K said it makes her waist do this. She had 17 surgeries to make her waist look like that. It has nothing to do with whatever product she's holding in her hand. I'm sorry. But true story, right? Like it's no, really infuriating. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm always like the Jennifer Lopez and her gummies. I'm like, really? Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you looked like that before the gummies were even invented, but whatever. <laughs> but then people are like, oh my gosh, because Jennifer Lopez is how old Yes, she has an amazing body. I want to look like that. And if she takes those gummies, that's got to be for me. Um, yeah. I, I just can't. It makes me giggle all the time. I'm like, are you kidding me right no. now? Intuitive fasting by Gwyneth was my favorite by far. I was like, intuitive fasting like are you serious like there, there couldn't be anything less intuitive than fast but here's the thing like they you a a person in a smaller body skinny mm-hmm. body whatever you want to call it I don't care what term uh that has less body fat and that has a pretty face can sell you any amount of words together mm-hmm. make it a thing and make millions of dollars yeah because that's the type of society that we're living in we are <sighs> visually motivated to do things. Uh, my husband and I talk all the time. Like if I was even 50 pounds lighter, uh-huh. I said, do you know how many more clients would probably be knocking on my door? Uh-huh. You want to know why? Because I'm in a smaller body right now. People can't in, even imagine feeling good in their bigger body. So they're like, mm. I can't, I can't do this because you know, you probably have ran into the same things like, okay, but I don't feel good in my bigger body. So it's great for her, but it's never going to be good for me. Um, and then they will go to the next person in line who is, you know, a size six lifting a barbell and who's counting her macros religiously and be like, but I can do that. And it's not, it's still not going to work, but in their minds, they just can't, at least what I've ran into, they can't picture being happy in the size that they are. I know. And the, the hard part is the reverse, right? So you have someone like myself who, uh, is a three X who is, you know, I would imagine 250 pounds. I mean, that's my best guess, you know, um, and I'm looking for a trainer, right? Very specifically, I would have a hard time working with the thin trainer 
because I would be able to say like, this person does not get me. This person does not understand me. This person has never been where I've been. Um, and, and I've struggled with that in the past and I couldn't really put a name to it. Right. And I feel the same about eating disorder, treatment, disordered eating, like all those kinds of things. There's a lot of lovely nutritionists on, um, TikTok, Instagram, all of the places, but they're all in thin bodies. And it's really great for you to have food freedom. But when you go out and have a hot fudge Sunday, nobody's judging you and saying you should be having the salad. Amen to that. I a hundred percent agree. And coming from, so you're on the nutrition end and I'm on the fitness end is mm-hmm. uh, people like I work out consistently. I'm like a three to five day a week or run. I'm like, I'm doing yes. something three to five days a week. Well, why aren't you getting skinny? And I just really feel like flipping them off and like, Donnie, don't even waste my time. I don't have time for this anymore. Like your opinion is, and it's, it's a lack of education. And so right. like, I should be really calm and quiet and like trying to educate them. But also I don't want to do that anymore. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, because what I tell you, you're not going to believe and you think I'm just going to think I'm full of BS. So, right. but it is very hard to, um, those people sometimes, but you're right. I would not want to hire somebody who has not been through what I've been through knowing now. Um, they, there's just a lack of understanding. Correct. And I didn't realize that until I became a personal trainer and was reading the book and they were like, take the fat person in the corner and hide them so that nobody can see them working out. So they don't feel comfortable. I'm like, Stop if a skinny it. person tried to take me into a gym and put me in the back corner, when I walked in and they were just training that really cute girl. And they're like, okay, but you are going to go into this back corner so that nobody can see me working with you. I'd feel I'd never go back. I I would never go back. I know I've often talked about, and again, this is not anything I think I'll do in real life, but I've often talked about creating a safe space for people like me to work out. Right. Because I do not want 62 mirrors. Right. I do not want people placing people like that in a, I mean, that just makes me want, you know, yeah, that's horrible, but yeah. it makes sense. Um, you know, it doesn't promote what they want to promote. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this with all like trying to be privacy for this person's privacy, but I have a client, um, and she said, uh, had a, her first workout with me and she was like, this felt so much better because you weren't yelling and enthusiastic. And like, that's not me. Like it was so hard for her to work out with these other trainers that were like high energy and like really, Oh yeah, go girl, whatever, because it is overwhelming to a person who is just trying to figure out how to make this work for them to have that much energy coming at you, especially from a smaller body. It's so difficult. It's traumatizing. Yes. I just picked up a five pound weight and I see this person over there with, you know, a hundred pounds and you're over here acting like I just ran a marathon. Like I know I didn't do the, you know, like whatever it's so hard. And I was like, I never thought about that before of how intimidating that can be. Uh, I can, I can be a loud person. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just really good at matching people's energies, like through the screen, you know, but yeah. I'm like, I'm not and because it's not to me, women come to me, not, they don't need that kind of support. They mm-hmm. just want to know how to do it. And to make it not seem like such a huge deal that that's all they can focus on until the next workout. And that's all they can focus on until the next workout. Like, come in, we're going to have our workout. We're probably going to shoot the shit a lot. Right. Um, and then you're going to feel really great. And you're going to not remember the workout so much as you remembered all of the stuff that we talked about. And then we're going to move on. And that's just it. 
And that's what it should be, right? Joyful movement, right? Like it should be joyful movement. And we've been programmed another way, just that like movement has to equal torture, truly, right? Like Mm, boot camp, this, and like, it has to be about burning (gasps) calories. No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, strength to me is so much more important than burning calories, right? Especially as I'm aging and hitting menopause, right? Like that's what matters. Like me building muscle, right. And keeping what I've got and all that kind of stuff. It's nothing to do with, you know, the size of my pants. Well, and the average person is not going to lift a small car every day. So while I'm a cool, like I have a couple of clients that do have, I want to deadlift heavier. I can help you do that. Right. But we're not, it's not going to be, it can't be the main focus because that's very, very, very difficult. It takes a long time. Like there has to be other things that we can check in with to make sure that you're still feeling good. Uh, but the fact is, is that fitness should be about helping your everyday life just mm. better. Like yes. what you already do, let's just have you do that better so that you're not hurting your back, putting on your sock because you, your muscles are all <laughs> out of whack. Right. So like, I'm not going to have so my true. clients do burpees unless they have small kids and that they have to get up and chase off the floor. You know, right. like, oh gosh, they're putting something in their mouth and you have to run for them. Right. Like the average person is not doing a burpee. Mm. Why do I need to program burpees for you? I do not. I will not. Unless right. you come to me and say, oh my God, burpees are the most amazing thing. I'll be like, okay, girl, you do you, but just first saying. of all, I want to meet that person. Cause that sounds <laughs> awful, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know, the first question I always ask people is what, what about your body is inhibiting you or you were not comfortable with? So for example, I really want to be able to go on a bike ride with my kids. Great. Let's add in some more bike riding, right? It's not about this whole cross training boot camp madness. It's about working towards realistic life goals, you know? Like, yeah, literally yeah. there's a, a reel going around and it, I can't remember what it was, but then it was talking about like, lower back pain, knee pain, all, you know, all of our pain. And I'm like, okay, but there's a fix for that people. Like you don't like, you don't have to walk around with all of those aches and pains. If it's like a medical condition, then, you know, that's a little bit iffy, but for the most part, just functional training, your body can alleviate all that without changing the size of your body. One iota is just doing a little bit. Most of my clients come to me two days a week. We work out for about 30 minutes, give or take, depending on, you know, how they're feeling. And if they're super chatty, I don't tell them to shut up and work. Like, that's not, that's not what I do. Like, because if they come and I was a drill sergeant, these people that already don't like fitness because they have a very bad past with it, they're going to hate it even more. So it's a space that they can do what they want. Guess what? Those clients are moving so much better and they're feeling so much better and their self-worth has shot through the roof because they're like, Oh, but I can live life. And this isn't a big deal. Workouts are not a big deal. I come, I come twice a week and then we move on. Exactly. That's what it needs to be for the majority of women. Yes, exactly. The majority of humans, probably like, I feel like it's so like that idea of functional fitness. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Is that like, is that a term specifically, or what does that mean? Yeah. So Um, functional fitness is basically you're doing really, I would say basic movement. So Mm -hmm. things that you do every single day, squat, different squatting patterns, um, different overhead patterns, uh, Mm -hmm. picking things up, uh, working your core in a way that supports your lower back, not necessarily because it gives you six, six pack abs, right? So it's basically taking a body that has muscle imbalances from not working out from being super sedentary, 
Uh, maybe you wear like heels. Women that wear heels every day have a lot of dysfunction in their lower body. Um, and then giving them some movements that help manage that a little bit better. It changes mm, the, okay. the, the length of their muscles so that they can squat a little bit easier to bend down and get something off the floor. Uh, their range of motion is better so that it's not so hard that. for them. Yeah. It sounds almost more closer to like a physical therapy, right? Like just being really specific about like, I mean, not obviously fixing injuries and things like that, but like looking at problems and, and helping to make them better for a body, you know? Yeah. And making sure that, you know, clients are moving in multiple directions. Life is not lived forward mm. and backwards. And so, you know, too. just doing some side steps or whatever helps build, especially like your knee muscles, because for people that are sedentary, our knees are usually weak. So as soon as you start working out, guess what hurts your knees? Mm. You go to a doctor. What does a doctor tell you? Quit working out then. If your knees hurt, quit working out. Well, oh lose God, no, weight, please. lose yeah, weight. And lose then quit weight. <laughs> Okay. But how am I going to lose weight if I can't move my body? You know, like, it's exactly. such a, like, no wonder why women are so messed up, right? Because everywhere you look, it's like contradictory, but lose the right. weight. Right. Um, but what hurts? Your knees hurt. Right. Um, and so it's just helping um, a lot of modifications, a lot of modifications so that your first workouts are not leaving you so devastated that you don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, not- that's what drew me to you. You were doing, I, I specifically remember the video. You like, you were doing a movement and you're like, you can do it this way or you can do it this way. And I was like, oh, wait, what? You know, like it was a whole, it blew my mind, but that makes a lot of sense. So thank you for explaining that for me. I just yeah. wanted to clarify no. it. Yeah. Very cool. It's, it's uh, and there are people doing it. Um, but I don't see very many people doing it in a plus size body or geared towards a plus size individual, right, right, right. Uh, which matters, right? Um, it there does. are coaches that are not for everybody. I was speaking with, I'm going to have to bring her on. I've had a couple of zoom calls with another plus size trainer, just kind of, you know, collaborating, yeah. just kind of talking. Um, and she was talking about, they were talking to someone, um, in, in a gym space or whatever. And that person basically said, um, they never want to work with the, the obese client because they're too lazy. Why would they ever want to work with somebody that's lazy? So the, the idea is, is there are coaches out there that plus size people should not gravitate towards, even if you feel like their messaging is correct, because not everybody wants to work with everybody, mm. but you're not going to know that because if they get the sale, a lot of people don't care. That's like, what I'm okay, saying. I'm thinking to every training experience I've had. And right now I'm seriously going back through all of them after what you said. And I'm thinking about, Oh, oh they didn't, they didn't want me, you know, like I was too loud, man, you're so loud when you do this. I was that, you know, like all of yep. those things mm, talk about angry. I'm going to be, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I would never have thought that. Right. But I've come from I've lived in a smaller body. I've lived in bigger bodies. So to me, like it would be no big deal. You can come to me at any size and I will help you. And this is how we're going to do it. Right. But I didn't, I mean, I wouldn't think like becoming a personal trainer. I really did it because I wanted to help women get healthier without having all of the pressure that society puts on us. Uh, but I guess that's not everybody. Hello. I opener it's 2022 and people are still jerks, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is a true story. Yeah. Uh, so there's, I mean, and it is the same with, um, I'm assuming probably in the nutrition world too, mm-hmm. is there are people out there that the messaging on, on the end when you're reading it might resonate very well, but this is why people need to hop on. I don't know if you do, do you do complimentary calls like to check? Oh in yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too. I don't want to hire any, I don't want anyone to hire me without us having a call because 
when you read somebody's messaging, you kind of put your own ideals into that. But yeah. having that conversation, you really get to know a person and they can ask you questions and you can see if the vibe is there. I, I did a call when I was looking for a trainer and I loved her messaging, listened to her on podcast. And I'm like, this girl's amazing. And I had the call and I was like, oh, hell no. Mm-mm. <laughs> this Mm-mm. is not the person. This is like, not the person. Exactly. Oh. But I would, if, if I had just bought her $1,800 program, right. Right. I, right, right. I, it probably wouldn't have worked for me right? because it just wasn't built for me and for my body and for the type of person that I am. Well, I don't know about you, but as a, as a professional as well, the other thing is I want to make sure they're on vibe with me that I enjoy spending time with them because this work is deep and there is a lot, right? So there are times too, where I'm like, you know, you're a great person. Here's someone who I think would be helpful to work with you, right? Like this is not, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. I want to make sure that, you know, I feel comfortable with them and they feel comfortable with me. Correct. Because it is hard because we are, um, you know, I'm not a therapist, but people come to me and they're like, oh my God, I've had the worst day of right. you know, like this, you know, ah. and it's like, so, you know, and even though it's via screen like that, you still take some of that in it's a yes. very personal work. And you have to, like you said, you have to make sure that you have the energy for that person. Um, and it's all really, it's all connected. People just want to hire a trainer and get skinny and is like, listen, if you really <laughs> want to change your life, yeah, this is not how it works. I promise yeah. you, it sounds so good. It looks good on paper. You probably, again, you probably built the same thing on the other yes. rest. Looks so good on paper, but let me tell you, that's actually not how it works. Yeah. I talk it about sells. it as like being onions, right? Like you have to sort of peel back layers. So as you learn more and you peel back more, it'll be different professionals that you'll need to work with. Right. And, you know, like I often say you can work with the stuff that you're eating, but like, I really don't think you can do that work along with body work, like how you feel in your body until you've sort of really broken up with diet culture, right? Like you need to have a little bit, you know, a little bit of your feet down in that before you can start even beginning to delve into body work. Right. Um, but again, that's something you learn over time and working with different clients and like how this manifests and how it shows up. Like I personally know from my clients after week four, they're like, I hate you, Lindley. This is stupid. I'm going back. Forget you. But I can warn my clients that it's coming right. Like after a month, the honeymoon's over right? Like, correct. Right. It's not shiny and new anymore. Right. 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 So all of those things, but you learn that with time for sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I have noticed is, um, I have one client and she keeps, uh, referring a friend and she's like, I don't, she's like, I know she's almost ready. I know she's almost ready. I'm like, listen, she's going to have to be exposed to my messaging for a long time before she says yes, because what I say, what you're talking about there's a very small handful of human beings that are talking about it. So all the other noise is still very loud. It's still yes. in your reels. It's still on your TikTok. It's still on your Instagram, in your Facebook, whatever it may be. That is still so loud. And this little voice over here, it's quiet. And when you're not ready to hear that message, it, it won't, it won't ever work. Like okay. you have to be like, you finally have to find it in yourself as like, okay, I'm sick of t- tired of trying to do nothing, but make myself smaller is there another way that I can do that? That's when people are ready to work with me. I'm assuming probably the same with you, Yes. but it takes exposure to hearing right. this message. That is so foreign. It's like a speaking Chinese and you don't know it. You right. know, it's like, what are they even talking about? How is that possible? They're some they're, you know, they're smoking something, but right. um, it takes a long time. So I, you know, yes. I just reminder, thank you for referring her. 
I'm not, you know, don't pressure her. I'm not, if she wants to reach out, I will have a conversation. Let her sit, let her simmer, right. let her listen, let her be a creeper, you know, in the shadows. It's totally cool. Yeah, it is. That's such a beautiful thing to say because I, I think everybody thinks, I think it's one of the, the, the aspects of diet culture that we don't talk about a lot. We are zero to a hundred. So like, and what happened, the way I describe this is on Sunday night, right? You eat everything in your house because tomorrow morning you're going to go on this new diet. You're going to be perfect. You're going to work out every single day and it's going to be amazing. Right. And so when we see these things, that's how we want to go. Well, I want to go all in on anti-diet. I want to go all in on functional fitness. No, again, this is not how it works. Let's try going to seven. But let's try seven and maybe come back to five and then oh maybe we can go up to 11, right? Like this is, this is a growth progression. It doesn't have to be that instant success that you see. It's a learning process, right? And one of the things that I will plug every day and twice on Sunday is book club, right? Having community of other people who are on the journey is absolutely key. So even if you're lurking, right, that is a great, thing to do is find some people who are trying to do the same thing. Um, I think it's just absolutely priceless. In our book club, you actually don't have to read, which is hysterical. Like definitely do not have to read the book. Uh, you can just come and enjoy the talk. We talk about the book for about five minutes and then we delve into the rest of the world, you know, but um, that's something that's so important to me because I would not be where I am today without the community. I mean, I have questions too, right? Like, well, what do you do here? You know, what's this stuff? I don't even know that I'm still engulfed in, you know? So yeah, no, it's absolutely important um, to have the like-minded people just so that you do not feel so alone because it is very isolating to go through this, especially like I said, like my husband is energy drinks and mini mart food for life, like whatever. Okay. So in my own household, it's just me. Uh, please sell a t-shirt active. that says that, please. Please <laughs> sell a t-shirt that says that because I will buy it and I love it. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yes. And even in our small little world, like yes. my best friend, I'm at her house right now. I think she, I think she loves to take the kids to swim lessons. I'm going to meet her down there, but she's tiny and she's been tiny all her life and she'll work out with me. Right. But it's, but even, you know, we have these conversations, not super relatable and that's okay. There's yes. nothing wrong with that, but being able to talk to another bigger body who has you know, dabbled in all the diets and who has felt the lack of worth that you feel in a bigger body is so important for you to understand that this is, unfortunately, this is normal. It shouldn't be normal, but because of the way our society is, because of the way a diet culture is, that is a very normal feeling in a bigger body to have. Mm. Um, and all we have to, do, you know, we're trying to work past that, but right. until you get there, like you got to find somebody else that helps you realize that you are not you're not doing it all wrong. You just have to work through it. Yes, absolutely. And that's another aspect of diet culture, right? This um, idea that I am the only one going through this, right? I felt like that 100%. I mean, that's how my journey started, right? Like I announced on Facebook, I'm fat. That's it. I'm not dieting anymore. Y'all can just, you know, take it or leave it. Shove that's it. Fine. Yeah. And I ended up getting all of these text messages. All, I mean, I got over 200 messages from other women that were saying like, this is a problem I have too, right? I feel this way too. And I was like, what, what? Like, I was so surprised because I felt like it was only me, but it is most certainly not just you, right? It's it is. And I like, I know that the women that I talk to, I talk to in my DMs 
not in a public space where everybody else can read their comments because it's very, very hard for these women to come out and say these things because there's trolls on the internet oh boy and no. they're mean and nasty and I just block them and yep. I don't even I like I don't even try and educate them anymore. I'm like, dad, yeah, whatever. Yep. <laughs> but but if you don't have that frame of mind, it's really, really hard. So that's why you're not hearing, uh, you know, if you're listening and you're like, okay, but where are these women at? They're in our DMs. Yeah, they <laughs> they're are. in our DMs. Yes. They are there. I promise they're there. But that is why uh, joining kind of group training, like you said, joining a, a, a book club, something that it just kind of gets your toe dipped into that community yes. setting and you realize that it's not there because talking about it in a public space is really, really hard because people are jerks. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Mm. Uh, before we hop off here, I want to just talk for a second. Um, reels you did and I'm it was from TikTok but you were talking about even if you ate yesterday whatever you still have to eat today like you've done a lot of those and I was like oh my god yes like yesterday was yesterday you still have to eat today and um especially true for women who are who are working out like that message is so true because your body needs calories to build muscle to move you throughout the day. Like that's just like your bodily functions take calories. Yes, yes. Well, just existing, right? Just existing takes calories. And then a lot of my clients struggle when they start to, to exercise again, because then you usually need to eat more, right? Like you get and- hungry. That is why <laughs> that is why we work out for four to six weeks at a minimum yes. before yeah. I even talk to you about your nutrition because you're right. going to be hungry. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be hungry and you, you need to, be, to, to bump it up. I think one of the ways that, that women get into so much trouble is that like, okay, I binged last night or I eat, ate things I didn't want to eat. So I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling hungry, but I'm like, okay, I had all of that. I'll just have coffee and I'll wait for lunch. And what happens is you just get behind and then guess what? Guess what's coming tonight, friends? Guess what's coming tonight? It's another binge, right? Yep. 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 You're, and you're, you're going to find the Oreos. You're going to find the ice cream and it's going to, it's not going to be two Oreos sister. Like I no. can promise you that. And so, and yeah, I've had clients, whatever term you can call it reverse dieting, you can call it intuitive, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. But the fact is, is that diet culture has you eating at such a low calorie amount that you will binge enough that you're basically breaking even if not gaining some weight, which is why you get that yo-yo effect. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm, you know, I'm not eating enough or whatever. Most people don't realize how many calories they consume during a binge. And then you wake up feeling miserable the next day, not because you're fatter, because guess what? You didn't gain an ounce of fat overnight. Mm -mm. You put all that food in your body at one time. It does not feel good. So if you would just eat the Oreos every night before you go to bed, you're going to eat less eventually. Eventually you will, but you just kind of, at least for me, I just kind of let myself eat quit worrying about how much of it you're eating. Yep. And then it slowly was like, Oh, you know, two hamburgers. I don't feel good at the second one. I'm going to stop at one. You get to, you get to that spot, but you have to quit forcing it to happen. It can't be forced. Well, and you can't have that little, you know, I call it self, you know, self-deception, right? Like you've got that like part of your brain that's still holding on to that idea. Um, one of my best tricks is if you're, if Oreos, for example, are something that you're stuck on, put an Oreo with every meal, like just put it on the side of stuff, right? Like eat it, normalize it, yeah. normalize the dang food people. Like, right. and guess what? 
food. I don't like Oreos, which is the funniest thing ever. Like I thought I loved them, right? Because I would eat I thought them. I loved mac and cheese. Right? <laughs> and now I'm like, ew, why am I eating this? Like I have to put funniest. some cheddar cheese in this to even make it taste good. I, know. I don't like it. I know it's amazing, but I thought I did. And I could eat a whole box with some hot dogs when I was dieting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. You learn what makes your body feel good and what you actually enjoy eating. And, uh, that's an interesting journey in and of itself. Oh yes. We, I mean, Lindley, you and I could have this conversation all day long. I mean, there's so many, (laughs) the thing is, is this, this is not a topic that you can learn enough about in a 45 minute podcast that then Mm -hmm. you can go and implement it. This is why there's one to one coaches. This is why Lindley exists. This is why I exist because there's so much out there. And and even though we're talking very generalized, each person has to figure it out. The path is a little bit different. This is why one to one coaching matters. Yes. Why it matters. If you are struggling and you have these hurdles that you cannot get over, I cannot say enough, go to Lindley for your nutritional needs when you're struggling with that thing. I got you on the fitness side, but it takes the village and it does. You need some help. Lindley, where can people find you? Uh, the best way to find me is on TikTok. That's where I spend my days, most days. And that's uh, fat anti-diet coach. So that's where I'm at. That's where I live. Oh, I have not dabbled in the TikTok world. My husband watches TikTok and it drives me bonkers and I refuse to download it on my phone. <laughs> And that's okay. That's okay. The good ones I then upload to Instagram. I'm also on Instagram as well. Right. But I don't create a lot of content for Instagram and, uh, I create more for, for the TikTok just cause you know what it's, it's, I've been able to find my people there, right? Like my space. Right. Um, and I love it. Not my space. Wow. That, that really dates me to talk about my space, but that's a whole nother conversation. I know. I'm like, remember when we could put like the songs on our profile? Yeah. Okay. Just yesterday. So just yesterday. On TikTok, do you have a website or anything where they can look up the book club? I will link everything that you talk about. You there. know what? If they get there, then my bio's there. So everything will be on there. Okay. So, so I will link your TikTok. There. Yep. I will link your TikTok. Yep. I will link yep. your Instagram. The Go book club's bio. there. Everything. Yep. Like the book club is free. Just sign up. You'll get the Zoom link. Like there's all kinds of options for what matters for you. I have my book lists on there. If you're interested in learning more, like there's all kinds of goodness. Oh, and before we go, are you still talking about hosting a virtual retreat coming up? Oh yes, it is coming up. Yes. Virtual. We had our first anti-diet retreat in real life in April. uh, And then we're going to have alternate. We're going to alternate. So in the fall in October, we're going to have an online retreat um, on October the 8th. And I will make sure you get that information too. And then in April of 2023, we'll have our next in-person retreat uh, in Virginia Beach. So we've got a lot of goodness coming Ooh, with the anti-diet. One of fun. my clients went to your April retreat, oh, in, yeah. your in-person one, and loved it. Oh, it so. was life-changing. It was so great. It was amazing. It was really, really cool. I used to be a teacher, so it's always fun to be able to implement those kinds of things um, with groups uh, that I don't do with one-on-one. So it's kind of fun. All right. Well, thank you, Lindley. I appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me. You bet. Thanks for having me. It was so good to see your face. Let's do it again soon. Yes. (laughs) Take care, honey. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to subscribe and share this episode if you found it helpful. A review would also be fabulous. You can find me most days hanging out over on Instagram at Tiff Starts Living. And if you ever need to contact me, my email will be in the show notes. 
Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time.